0: My name is Ryan Whedon.
1: My name is Matthew
0: Fisher. We are two guys who used to date and now we don't. Now we talk about movies. Excellently put. Thank you. I did come up with that. You did? Uh, Because I I couldn't think. (laughs) It's, you know, just say what the product does, you know? (laughs) Uh, It's not catchy, but, you know. I just remember. I was. I'm specifically like when
1: we met up for like drinks and food to talk about this. I was like, I, I could never come up with a name. Like, like, that's just not how my mind works. And you're like, I got one, actually.
0: <laughs> Matt. Yes. Last week when we recorded, you experienced something that in in your mind was terrifying, but in my mind was, was really exciting for me because it was something I haven't gotten to do since the uh, college years. I left my phone here. Oh, it was charging, yeah, which meant I had no way of getting up here to get it. Mm-hmm. So scared the shit out of me, you did. Yeah, I, I I did that thing. You live on the second story of this apartment building, where I got to pick out rocks and throw them at your window. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just curious uh, how that went on your side.
1: Well, the first thing I like, I heard like the first thing hit the window, and I just thought it was like a bug or a branch because you know sometimes like a big horsefly will like buzz you know these windows are pretty big uh-huh. and then the second one happened i was like the fuck and i started getting all these like awful like horror movie images like <laughs> I, like i was like looking at the window and like expecting like a brick to come through uh-huh. or like a human body to come <laughs> through and i was like and so i just sat there i was like okay <laughs> was it done and then like i went back to like my laptop or my phone or something like that and then it happened again but i couldn't <laughs> see it i was like <sighs> i feel like this is the beginning of a horror movie <laughs> but i think it was after the third one that i went up to the yeah. window i hope you didn't see too much because those pajamas have a big hole in the crotch no 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 and especially from that downward angle i feel like it would just be straight up and in
0: <laughs> no, i just uh, i think from your waist up you're, you're safe oh, okay you, and feel free to wear those pajamas right up at the window <laughs>
1: why how was it from your
0: angle i mean i come from a time before everyone had cell phones i was in college when that was happening and whenever i wanted to go hang out with my fr- certain friends uh who didn't have doorbells to their places i would just grab some rocks and throw them out their window you know and uh it was always kind of fun i was like oh this is something people do in movies that like you know didn't you didn't think and then of you people. held a boombox. yeah Peter I, did all, Gabriel I did the playing outside thing. of it mm-hmm mm-hmm but, uh, yeah, I did that on several occasions in college and, uh, it was just kind of fun to go back to that being like, oh, this is how you get, I used to get people's attention. I'm sure if you had thrown one more rock, you're like, I'm over this. <laughs> yeah. I want wrote. my phone
1: back. And I don't want to go home.
0: <laughs> yeah. After the first two and I knew you hadn't, you hadn't answered. I was like, come on, Matt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when
0: did you first get a cell phone? It was right after I graduated from college, 2002. Okay. Summer of 2002.
1: How many times have you had to change numbers?
0: Just once. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and it was it was kind of a scammy thing, I feel. Uh-huh. Like, I wanted a new phone because my, my phone was old, and the guy was like, oh, if you get a new number and just sign up for a new plan, you can get this really nice new phone. And I was like, okay, but then I have to change my number. And he's like, yeah, everybody changes their numbers. And I was like, eh. I don't think that's right. I think
1: there was like a short period of time where that was a thing, mm-hmm. like probably pre two thousand six or something. Yeah,
0: that's when it was. So. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I've had the same phone number since I was sixteen. Oh my gosh! Uh, which would have been two thousand one. My grandmother got me a cell phone when I got my driver's license because she was afraid that I'd get stranded on the freeway. Well, nice of her. So she won. It was it was for emergencies only.
0: Which is what you've only used it for, right? <laughs>
1: yes, <Yeah>, sense. <laughs> I have the same Nokia. <laughs>
0: You're still playing snake on that?
1: <laughs> that was a good game. Don't knock snake.
0: <laughs> yeah, changed the way they've changed the way we we communicate. And then,, uh, you know, Steve Jobs turned us all into zombies. You called me once, like using your phone as a phone. Uh-huh.
1: And I literally thought like you'd been hurt. and like, <laughs> You were at the, like the ER and Tim wasn't answering his phone.
0: <laughs> I'm like in one of those full body casts that you see cartoon characters in like, <laughs> s- but only my thumb and forefinger are out on my phone. I can like,
1: <gasps> at least I can still text.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the only people I actually talk to on the phone are my parents, I think. Yeah. Most part. Like
1: family members, mm-hmm. grandmother, mother. I- I'll talk to them on the phone. But... Yeah.
0: I recently watched a movie in the theater where uh, everyone was FaceTiming all the time.
1: Must be a young person thing.
0: Yeah, I, I that just seems like a whole ordeal.
1: Yeah, I feel like one of the the benefits of talking on the phone back in the day was that like you didn't have to feign your emotions with a, with a physical reaction; it could all be vocal. Yeah,
0: uh, you could be taking a dump.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that was one of the benefits if your cord reached that far. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I think there's a David Sedaris essay where he's talking about. Um, one of his sisters, whenever he talked to her on the phone, she used to do that, mm-hmm. and then she just used to pretend she said that she would just pretend that she was opening a jar.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's good. good time. Yeah, good, good cover. <laughs> wow,
1: I don't know if I'd take a dump if I knew that like some elbow grease was gonna be involved. <laughs> I think the only time I do it is if it's like unstoppable. <laughs>
0: Would you tell the other person on on the other line or would you just uh, try and be uh, discreet?
1: I guess it would be- <laughs> depend on
0: how noisy I got. Oh, no, I no, know. I just walking through a puddle. <laughs> I'm I'm starting a lawnmower. <laughs> it's not starting for some reason.
1: Now, other than that, I try and keep it under my hat though, I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh, listeners can't tell, but Matt's taking a dump right now. <laughs>
1: Uh, This podcast comes at you live from my toilet.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's nice that you have the toilet in the living room. You don't have to get up.
1: Well, it was in the kitchen, but it kept getting in the way. Yeah. (laughs) Kept dropping food in there and just (laughs) ruined my whole dinner.
0: I can see with like a huge plate of something (laughs) artfully, like you put it like a a sprig of parsley on everything. Like, "Mm, can't wait to dig in. And then like, whoops. Oh, come
1: on. (laughs) My steak tartare. (laughs) Five second rule
0: (laughs) Like ring it out It's just a little slimy It's still good It's still good
1: (laughs) (laughs) What have we become I'm glad that we're really raising the bar For discourse on this podcast (laughs)
0: Are you ready to talk about today's movie? I am, yes. Are you? I'm not just ready. I'm excited to talk about today's movie. Okay. Today's movie is uh, the 1983 Canadian animated rock and roll musical, Rock and Rule, starring uh, the voice talents of Debbie Harry, Lou Reed, Iggy Pop, Earth, Wind and Fire, and Cheap Trick.
1: Can I be real with you?
0: Yes. Like I mean, like
1: keep it a hundred. Okay. Like I'm, I'm about to get raw with you.
0: Ooh, I'm ready.
1: This was the worst movie you've made me watch for this podcast.
0: <laughs> I know it's really bad. <laughs> like,
1: never have I ached for my cell phone so much, <laughs> like I did while watching this movie. Oh, I know it's really bad. You know, it, it's it it's in the style of like a goofy movie. <laughs> Or maybe heavy metal. Okay. I've never seen heavy metal. It's a lot of the same voice talent, though. Mm, like, the, okay. the the actual voice actors, not just the, the singers and whatnot, were from heavy metal. But I was really unhappy while watching this movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. I This movie alone is proof that democracy doesn't work, because... <laughs> This was from your Twitter poll a couple weeks back. That's
0: right. Yeah, it was the result of the people choosing. And thankfully, those deadbeats swooped in at the last minute. And yeah, if uh, anyone needed their voter
1: registration revoked, (laughs) it's uh, whoever voted for this travesty. (laughs) Maybe they just like seeing you squirm. (laughs) It's a common passion amongst the people in Seattle. But yeah i myself voted for shock treatment because you've already made me watch the apple and i've never seen shock treatment and you know sequel to rocky horror yeah but no i went to this one and initially i was kind of excited i was like oh cartoon rock and roll musical it sounds
0: amazing on paper doesn't it i like
1: blondie i like lou reed i like Iggy pop neutral to cheap trick earth Wind, and fire has their hits so i was like yeah i can, I can get on board with this and I just really quickly got off board.
0: Yeah. So I I found out about it from uh, my friend Aaron Schroeder, who's a sound engineer here in town. And he posted on Instagram that he was watching this. And I was like, rock and roll. I've never heard of it. And I looked it up. And, you know, that description I just gave, I was like, what the fuck? This sounds amazing. Uh, I have to watch this movie. And I knew it was either going to be totally fucking amazing <laughs> or garbage. <laughs> and you find out in probably the first three minutes that it's garbage (laughs) it's just really bad well i remember what
1: was it last week i think this was off mic i asked you i was like like i've been a lou reed fan since I was a teenager i was like how i never heard of this and you go it's not very good
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's not i was really struggling to find things i liked about it this time so okay we should just do a quick plot summary okay the movie takes place in some weird post-apocalyptic future where the, the new humanoids have evolved from cats, dogs, and rats. And there is a rock and roll super rocker villain named Mock mm-hmm. who I guess like controls everything. He controls the electricity in the town. I don't know. It's bizarre. <laughs> Not explained. He's explained. All he wants to do is open this portal that to another dimension that's really evil because he's evil. And to do this, it requires one voice, a special voice to sing out the demon, I suppose.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like the brown note, except, you know, a, a, a chord to like, that opens up a new evil universe and like a demon will come out of it or something. Right. And in order to like properly hit that chord, they need like the vibrations of a human voice, but like a specific human voice. Right. Which really at this point i'm on board with this movie you can throw all the batshit crazy rules and wizardry and fantasy bullshit at me i'm fine with that mm-hmm. like I, I was still on board with the movie and this is just like the the opening credits crawl or whatever. yeah
0: there's like a big voiceover with it and, and like yeah yep. and it sounds like oh shit this is gonna be awesome yeah and then it just isn't yeah,
1: we get to the club, Mylar. Mylar. And we see the first song, I guess, in its entirety.
0: Mm-hmm. Born to Raise Hell.
1: Yeah. And I was like, the mixing was really bad on it. Like, I know it's supposed to be live and, you know, live and studio, you know, don't always sound the same. But, like, the backup vocals were so low... <laughs> I couldn't understand what they were saying and there was no subtitles on the blu-ray that I watched oh this on Oh my god. Yeah, it was like I watched I got like the 30th anniversary blu-ray or something. Wow.
0: Uh, I I watched a uh, like a pretty bad transfer of it and I was wondering like I wonder if they're ever going to touch this up a little bit. It was really dark the version I saw. Th- the version I saw was also really
1: dark like sometimes like did know. they do this on black paper? Like, I, don't, I don't understand. <laughs> Did they forget
0: to animate this part? Or yeah, there was
1: definitely a handful of times where I was like, "This just kind of looks like a doodle on black paper." Yeah,
0: and the animation kind of swings wildly between interesting and kind of good and really herky jerky mm-hmm. and half-assed looking. Like there was, there's a scene pretty early on when Mock is in his supercar computer and he's typing on a keypad Mm -hmm. that's lit up and so you see the light from the keys and you see the reflection on his hands as he's typing and I was like that's pretty cool that's probably really hard to draw and animate Um, and later we see um, I don't know the girl's the the voice's name crawling through an air duct and that's the same thing where they're lit from underneath and it Mm. looked pretty cool and I was like well that's that's some good animation and I actually liked there's a sequence when it's like a like a road trip sequence. Yes, and set to music and I thought that part was actually pretty well done. That's kind of it though.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was kind of turned off immediately cuz our
0: lead, like I guess our hero of the movie. Sure. Kind of a cock. Yeah, he sucks. Like he's And he looks vaguely like a dog. I I really don't understand the decision <laughs> to make them like a dog rat. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I really don't get that. It was weird. He was just really
1: moody and really emotional and really aloof, which I, I get. Like you're trying to make a rock star like uh, a stereotype mm-hmm, mm-hmm. out of this character, make him like the the typical rock star, but they forgot to put in redeeming characteristics.
0: Yeah, good point.
1: Because he's still like ostensibly the hero of our story. Even though I feel like she gets most of the screen time. Yeah. And most of the action is geared towards her. He's really petulant. Yeah. And he's like Well, they're doing their song at Mylar Mm -hmm. and the club owner like pulls the plug on, like, Nope, it sucks (laughs) And they're like, "No, No, please let us do like one full song or something So they do one more song and he's ready to just go back into his shitty song that got like the plug pulled on him and the chick is like, no, "No, no, we're doing my song," and he's like, "Fine."
0: <laughs> and it's like, "No, your song sucked. That's why the plug was pulled." He played guitar weird too. Did Which, he? Yeah, he was like pounding it like with a with a fisting hand. <laughs> it was really bizarre. Oh, he he was beaking his hands. Yeah,
1: maybe he was plucking a bass.
0: <laughs> Maybe
1: it wasn't a guitar.
0: That's entirely possible. It's also is entirely possible that these are instruments we don't know. Yeah. Cuz it's so far in the future. Regardless, <laughs> there's nothing likeable about him. He really sucks. Uh, uh, nobody really has a lovable characteristic to them.
1: The uh lady rocker is neutral to the point of being inoffensive. Yeah. So she's got that going for her, mm-hmm.
0: aggressively bland. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: Uh, And then the two backup guys, the rhythm section, I don't know about them. (laughs) They weren't funny. They didn't propel the story at all. And they weren't particularly, like, cool animation-wise. So Mm -mm. I'm like, I don't know why these people are getting so much (laughs) screen time. (laughs) Come on,
0: scratch, we're on in five. No, Red, not yet this. I got online. Look out! But the house is such a mess! My main issue with this movie is the plot is problematic. It feels like they didn't really think it through. And with animation, you'd think that like you've gotta have that nailed down before you even start doing anything because it's like you're basing so you're doing so much work on on something, you wanna make sure you have that solid plot down. So typically I don't look up any
1: like IMDB trivia or any Wikipedia trivia. I want like for for the podcast, I always want like my opinions to be untethered and, you know, uh nubile, like and naive maybe even sometimes. Sure. But this one I was like, I need to find something to love about this movie. (laughs) So I did look up some trivia. I was like, maybe there's something cool about this behind the scenes. Yeah. And all I found was Trivia that like reinforced my oh my god sort of mentality on this. Uh Point number one would be that they started animation before having a script.
0: Oh no, that's a bad sign. And the
1: script comprised mostly of ideas the writers tossed around mid-animation. That's bad. Yeah, which really kind of ties into some of the problems that I had with it. Like there were scenes where it's animated. You don't need like... Or you shouldn't need voiceovers necessarily when people are actually talking. Like not... It, it'd be one thing if it was like an internal monologue or something. Okay. But these were like characters talking to each other that you would not see on the screen. <laughs> I'm like, that's weird for animation.
0: Yeah, because it's not like you have to call the actors in to redo the scene. You get the recorded takes and then you make the, the you, scene from al- that.
1: You're also animating something... Yeah. You're just not animating the characters talking to each
0: other. There was a moment, too, where, like, Mach throws a hissy fit near the end, I noticed, and they just fade to black. And so all we do is hear, like, the, him crashing and throwing lamps around and stuff like that. And it's like, why didn't they just draw that? Did they run out of money? But that was so bizarre because, I mean, that doesn't cost you anything other than the animation cost you already have. Yeah. It's not like you have to buy more lamps for him to break.
1: Yeah, there's just... I don't know. There's a handful of things where I'm like... I don't... It felt like they they had animated something, needed to change the story, and they needed to somehow make it work with stuff they'd already animated. Yeah. Because, our, yeah, our hero doesn't want to go to Nuke York, which I appreciate the name of that town on paper, but when, when you say it... It's stupid. It just sounds like you're putting a like a Q in New York
0: and they yeah there was a lot of that like instead of carnegie hall it's carnegie hall yeah, you're yeah. like i don't really think that's clever <laughs> and why would they be referencing these old landmarks in the way that they it doesn't matter <laughs> but in one scene he's like no, i'm not gonna do that i'm just
1: gonna stay here and then the very next scene is all of them driving and she's like, "Thought
0: you weren't coming up to Mox, Omar." I changed my mind.
1: It's not like it was character development to show him as being stubborn, and then like a little while later have him like acquiesce. He's not Han Soloing it here. <laughs> this is like, I'm not going. Next scene, he's going. I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no time for us to like sit in with like this character. Yeah. And they don't even show him the two of them talking. It's said over.
0: Uh, aerial shot of Newtown, Which I thought was actually, looked kind of cool. I think that's another weird thing about this movie was that like, I think there's clearly some talented animators working here and imaginative artists. I just don't think it came together in any way.
1: Yes, some of the the stuff concerning Mock I thought was actually kind of cool. The stuff at the beginning when he's in the car because there's like a point when it transitions like away from him scheming in the car to the, the club, yeah. Uh, where he like squints evilly and oh, his eyes turn into the like, taillight. The yeah, taillight. the taillight of the car. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. And like once again, this is like in the first two minutes. I'm like, I'm kind of on board with this. Yeah,
0: that's what animation should do. You should you you can pull that kind of stuff out and it's cool. You yeah. Know? They just they didn't really stick with it.
1: And there, when uh, mock is trying to sort of uh, seduce or or coerce uh, her into like lending him or singing for him right there is sort of a cool sequence where it's like you know a butterfly lance in her hand Uh and it's actually mock's face singing i was like this is okay too like i'm okay with all this stuff that's happening right now
0: Mm -hmm. so uh how many rooms are you crammed into here (laughs) (laughs) success does have its rewards angel however such Trophies are minor compared to what I really want. Oh, okay. An audience which can right accept and understand the power of magic. My magic. Is that too much to ask?
1: But it's, yeah, so you got like two minutes at the beginning, and you got like a two-minute song in the middle, and other than that, like, I was really, I was so antsy during this movie. <laughs>
0: Like, so the idea of an animated movie for adults is kind of strange in and of itself, I think, because you have in this time period, like, we have lots of animation aimed at adults now, right.
1: but this was 82, 83?
0: Yeah. And th- it seems like they're just doing sort of like kids' stuff, but then adding drugs and sex and rock and roll, you know? And it's like, since this is being aimed towards adults you know go nuts on the arty stuff Mm -hmm. you know that makes a lot more sense to me like they do that whole disco sequence (laughs) it's like anti-gravity disco whatever and they don't bother to animate the disco it's just completely black and then they put all the characters in you know what I mean yeah and it just seemed like you could have done a lot more with that
1: trivia point number two that I think is uh representative of the movie as a whole the animators were 3,000 interns. <laughs> what? Yeah. Or not? maybe not interns, but like freshly graduated cartoonist okay. students.
0: Well, maybe some were more talented than others for yeah. sure. Like Because like I said, I liked that one road trip montage. That was kind of cool. You could see like tires spinning and like road, you know, passing beneath it. Like, that seems pretty arty. And there were times when mock mock's movements were kind of cool like mm-hmm. at one point he kind of looks like Brian Eno and is like smoking weed and his eyes like do this little like Whoa, oh, thing yeah I was like that's kind of fun why don't we get more of that
1: yeah the animation was cool but I kind of thought making him smoke or get high I guess I should say in that manner kind of diminished his character a little bit because he's always like the cool calm collected villain and then like he gets stoned and kind of like loses his edge a little bit
0: yeah but yeah. I just assumed that that was that's what made him kind of crazy, unless he was doing too much drugs.
1: Well, I figured, like, you know, a snort of coke or something would have a better effect for, like, that type of evil character. Because, mm. you know, the stereotype around smoking pot is that it, it, you know, eases you out, takes the edge off. Maybe
0: that was PCP.
1: Yeah, there we, there we go. <laughs> it, it was angel dust laced <laughs> pot.
0: By the way, what did mock evolve from? Because he does not look like an um, animal. Yeah. And he had a weird, like, red nose like rudolph what was that about yeah i'm not sure his teeth were perpetually exposed
1: because like his lips could never close all the way
0: (laughs) it's all angles by the way so this is the same studio that did the care bear movie i don't know if you watched that
1: (laughs) no i didn't (laughs) okay well also some of the voice talent from this went on to to being care bears okay yeah so
0: it's the same animation company okay uh they and in the care bear movie the evil villain is a book and it's like a face in a book. And it looks exactly like Mock. It's like oh, really? the same either the same animator did it or they just recycled the animation because, you know, you know Disney does that too. Like sure. you see them recycling stuff.
1: Baloo, who's in like f- three different movies. Totally.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think they did that too. I just remember seeing Mock's face and being like, oh, green book lady from the... Care Bears movie.
1: I also kind of found the representation of Mock to be slightly offensive because he was clearly like the glam rocker and then they made him the villain while like the straightforward like rockers were the heroes. Oh, I was like,
0: yeah.
1: I don't like what you're implying here.
0: <laughs> I didn't think about that. And at Mylar's, before they whatever their band, they don't even think they give their band a name. You don't remember it. If God. Well, anyway, before they go on, there's like they're like, give it up for these freaks. And it's like four identical David Bowie looking mm, mm-hmm. uh, people, which I, at first I was like, is this where Robert Palmer got the idea for <laughs> that one video? But then I looked it up and this was way before that. So that couldn't be it. But they kind of look like David Bowie in his like Ziggy Stardust phase. Mm. And they had like heads like mock. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe they don't like glam rock
1: yeah cause I, it just it struck me a lot that mock was supposed to be intended you know little little Mick Jagger little David Bowie mm-hmm. but I don't know he's had a stick up his ass the whole time
0: I, yeah it's really unclear why he wants to open this this portal
1: which it's a cartoon so like I'm kind of I'm willing to give that a buy I okay, guess okay
0: villains are just
1: evil for whatever reason they don't really need a, I I never figured out what dr. claw was after <laughs> Yeah, good point. But I'm, I guess I'm looking at, at that through the, like the lens of like a children's cartoon. Mm-hmm. Evil people are just evil. They don't need a, a reason or a, a motive. Really. Sure, they're just power hungry.
0: I mean, it doesn't matter. He tries. So that's he, the second time you said that about this movie. Nothing <laughs> matters in this movie. It's ridiculous. So he does try to sing this demon into existence at Carn. Carnegie Hall mm-hmm. and fails because there wasn't enough power so he has to go back to Ome Town which is where he lives because he has a power station there and puts on a concert and I don't really understand why he has to do it as a concert but um Oh, and they said, like, when he started to bring in the demon at Carnegie Hall, there was a newscast.
1: AIX morning news update. Mock's promise to rewrite rock history was prematurely and tragically interrupted last night when an overwhelming power surge totally destroyed Carnegie Hall and blacked out the entire city. Survivors described the destruction as evil, spooky, and, wow, bad karma man.
0: That was kind kind of funny. But then he... So he puts on another concert, and this time she's singing... The portal opens, and it's Iggy Pop as the demon, but uh, there's like a small section of animation there that was kind of cool too, kind of druggy, weird. I
1: remember, yeah, some of that being okay as well.
0: And I was like, just give us more of that. Give us at least (laughs) another minute or two of that, because it's not scary otherwise. And it's supposed to be, you know, this terrifying experience. But, so anyway, the the only thing that can stop this thing is one voice, one heart, one song. Yeah. Could you guess what's going to (laughs) happen? when they find that out yeah they sing together and yeah. uh, that s- sings the demon away somehow she just knows that she's like I know I need to sing it away <laughs> and she sings and Fight it's
1: fire te- with fire it's
0: terrible like oh that yeah
1: that final song Blondie
0: is... I mean the song is the song itself is fine but it's like it was so weird the the moment that they chose to have Blondie singing cuz or Debbie Harry singing cuz she just goes like if
1: I can sing it up and
0: sing it back she went to the Matt Fisher School of <laughs> Harmony. <laughs> it was so bizarre you know make it make it like the the diva plava laguna or something you know
1: i don't know what that last word you said was oh from fifth
0: element oh yeah 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 yeah. You yeah. Know, this should be something virtuosic that's bringing bringing this demon in uh, it's just like this held note it was so strange and i i feel like it's weird that she felt the the need to fight back in that same way
1: god now that you brought up the the diva from fifth element i'm like that's what this movie was missing yeah that's more of a cartoon than this <laughs> yeah
0: in a lot of ways
1: yeah oh, man, now you just ruined the movie even more
0: for me. It just seems like a, a failure, when it, I mean, it didn't have to be. Like, how did they rope in the talent for this? When they're like, we don't have a script yet, guys, but yeah. trust me, it's going to be amazing.
1: Well, because I did see some of the names that were also attached to heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it was the same director, but some of the same voice talent at the very least. But yeah, because I, I yeah, did a quick search, and heavy metal was like a common thread between like a lot of like the producers or maybe the directors or the writers or something like that. And it's hard to know exactly how big Heavy Metal was when it came out. Yeah, You know, you and I both know what it is. So it must have made some sort of cultural splash. Also, I was sort of thinking, because it was like 82, 83. Yeah. Some of these artists must have been like, maybe a little hard up for work.
0: (laughs) Well, Blondie was at its peak, weren't they? I I feel like... Disco was like the, the Peak of Blondie oh, I thought like Rapture was 79 And then like they coasted for a couple years
1: Yeah they probably coasted for a couple years the But Parallel
0: Lines is like 82 isn't it
1: mm-hmm. No I thought it was earlier than
0: that oh, I I'd have, have to look it up Okay.
1: Uh, But you know Lou Reed Walk on the Wild So I was like 74 uh, Yeah I could see him You know he, he might have been a little hard up for work Iggy and the Stooges Or at least Iggy Pop I don't remember when Lust for Life came out 77. Okay. So he might have been needing, you know, a quick paycheck too. Yeah. Cheap Tricks, heyday was definitely in the 70s. You know, with yeah. the decline of disco, Earth, Wind, and Fire probably could have used a paycheck too. So I don't know. There's just a lot of artists that I feel like, I mean, it's not like once the 70s ended, disco ended, but it's like by the time 80, 81 came out, like disco was firmly in decline. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these artists were big up until like the the disco era crapped out okay and it just kind of seems like maybe a lot of them needed some work <laughs> it's possible uh i mean now that enough time has gone by you know lou reed doesn't need to be popular you know he's got enough under his belt i mean he's r.i.p <laughs> i i feel like his contribution was one of the better
0: contributions i don't know no I've, i i I feel like that song oh, he I, wrote for Mock was a real phone in. Yeah. <laughs> the, my name is Mock, thanks a lot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> my name is Mock, thanks a lot. I know you love the thing you got. You've never seen the likes of me, why I'm the biggest thing since World War
0: III, girl. There was another Lou Reed song earlier when, like, they give the weird, like, Drug cubes to the band, and they're like they make goofy faces, and they're watching, and it's something like. That I think that was like a separate Lou Reed song that was okay. actually kind of good. Yeah, but um, he definitely wrote the mock song for this, <laughs> and I think that like I don't know, I th- I feel like the final song was okay. The like <clears> <Jordans> la 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 la. I did not okay fair enough fair enough i kind of liked that i don't think it would be powerful enough to send a demon from another dimension away but uh you know it's rock and roll it's power of rock and roll <laughs> did you notice that the the voiced talent of the tattoo artist was a famous person oh oh Catherine o'hara
1: let's see if i got the whole story Oscar here piles everyone into a stolen police car, beats it up to New York, tries to run the barricades, you all get nailed by the city cops, and I have to close down shop for half a day to bail you all out.
0: She's done some voice action work in her day. For sure. It doesn't sound like her. I knew it going in this time that it was going to be her, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to listen for it. She doesn't sound like... It doesn't sound like her.
1: Yeah, no, I didn't pick that up at all. So I guess Mock, his name was initially Mock Swagger. And, Too like, close
0: to Mick Jagger. Yeah,
1: so they made him change it like in the midst of production.
0: I was wondering why they named him Mock. That's a pretty I, bad villain name. Yeah,
1: because I was really trying to think of like, was is this name short for something? Is it backwards for something? Like I was trying to like put it into like a larger rock context, and I couldn't. And then I looked up. I was like, oh, <laughs> they just they had something else, and they couldn't use that legally
0: god they really had a lot of problems <laughs> i know this movie wasn't released it was only released in boston in america for a short release limited release so it was like it's a canadian movie right so it's, it was only meant to be in canada
1: uh, they just can't get anything right up there
0: <laughs> with their single pair lines out the door at the hospital uh,
1: i'm sorry their milk comes in bags <laughs> Don't Jesus. don't try and talk up Canada. I'm
0: not. That's ridiculous. What are you doing, Canada?
1: Yeah. Jesus.
0: Bladders for milk. Come on.
1: Boy, I really can't think of anything good that came out of Canada within the last 20 years. They gave us a, a few great singer-songwriters in the 70s. You know, We got our Leonard Cohen's. We got our Joni Mitchell's. We got our Neil Young's. Joni Mitchell's Canadian? Uh-huh. I never
0: knew. Yeah. Where was she in this movie? Probably stayed far away. <laughs> Rightfully so. <laughs> she probably smelled a rat and was like, you know. She was
1: like, yeah, let me see the script about
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you a question. Why do you suppose that Mock's, I don't know, underlings, all wore roller skates?
1: You know, I wondered that myself. Part of me thinks that it's supposed to be hearkening back to this, like, American graffiti sort of uh when... You'd go to uh, drive in restaurants Mm -hmm. and, like, the waitress would, because they were sexist and didn't have any male waiters, which, by the way, if there was a drive in restaurant where, like, guys in, like, shorts roller skated out to me and served me at the car, you'd buy a car. This is where we do the podcast from. (laughs) I didn't really think about it, but I remember having that thought in my head that it was supposed to be sort of connected to that. 50s youth
0: culture I mean, in good, some way good on you because I was just like what the fuck why it makes no sense I mean it
1: obviously didn't help them there was no, not even like a chase scene where it's like they were going after the band and the, they roller skated so they had the upper hand it's like no, they're just in roller skates. They're
0: just in roller skates. Yeah. What's her There's a sister in that group and she like freezes.
1: Oh, yeah. Cat I actually kind of
0: liked her. I did too. She there's at one point at the disc when she's like, "This is my song." And yeah. she starts dancing. I was like, "I actually kind of like this weird song." It sounded like the good experimental post-punk from the early 80s. Mm. I was kind of like, oh, this is, let's get more of that in here. I like that character because like, she was
1: like super muscular and like, just like, you know, feet taller than all the other characters, but she was still really girly. Yeah. She's like, sometimes
0: the girls just got to get out and dance. Yeah. It's like,
1: (laughs) just because like she was super muscular she didn't have to like give up her femininity yeah so i I did like that character a little bit she kind
0: of disappears after the disco scene
1: yeah i don't think we see her at all after that
0: that's too bad but
1: Um, what are you gonna
0: do she was fun what what do you think her story is like do you think that uh mock what does mock make her do because all we do is see her crawl through the vents and then go to the disco
1: Yeah, if I wasn't totally convinced that Mach was a homosexual, I'd say that he'd be using her for his sexually deviant experiments. But I'm pretty sure he saves that for himself.
0: (laughs) Um, Do do you get the impression that Mach is like a person who, before he masturbates, has to like light a bunch of candles (laughs) and like place a special cloth over his bed and like has a whole ritual about it? Lots of essential oils. (laughs) You know, he's got to seduce himself.
1: Uh, you know, no, I think Mock does it in, like, like there can be no light pollution in his room. <laughs> like, curtains down. And it's pure imagination, too. Like, he's not the type to, like, look at pornography or have mm-hmm. dirty magazines. It's just all in his head as he, like, sits in, like, his bedroom with no
0: <laughs> suggestion of light he probably has a an assortment of tools and lubes oh yeah i mean in that way he's probably very
1: forward thinking yeah i'm sure he's got a toolbox an array of devices
0: it takes hours
1: (laughs) his calendar is just like black i'm not to be
0: disturbed (laughs) for 48 hours
1: (laughs) uh now i can see that like i feel like Whatever device gets him off probably has to be custom made.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's only one in existence. Yeah, he's like my prostate's in a weird area. <laughs> I'm clearly not evolved from the same animals as you guys.
1: <laughs> His butt plug has like a, a has plunger. Two, two holes. <laughs> two, it has two prongs. Flare pieces. <laughs>
0: They take a cast of it, so so casting. (laughs) It needs to fill my cavity just so. Thanks a lot, Mark. Uh, uh, (laughs) uh, Oh, God.
1: Ah, but okay. Are we missing some?
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, let me see if I can find out. (laughs) What was the point of calling it ohm town <laughs> I got the impression that that's where all the lightning struck and it was like where the the power generator was but um, so it's
1: supposed to be like the the gentle hum of like a bat like ohm
0: like yeah or but like ohms or is a way to measure electricity too is it I think so okay electricians please write in chime in yes. It also sounds like home, and then they, they sing that really crummy, like, home song after they've been drugged. They're at Mylar, which is, by the way, to me, it just seemed like Stairway to Stardom. Have you ever looked that up on the internet? Stay tuned, because Stairway to Stardom is next. With Frank Massey. It was a public access TV show that was on at the time. This movie was on actually in Brooklyn or something like that. Okay. And uh, it's literally like this guy's, it looks like a barely furnished basement. And he just invites people on and they like sing and do talent. And uh, it's pretty great. Hairdresser is a recommendation for anybody out there who needs to know where to start. Like I know that we we live in an age of YouTube where it's like,
1: that's basically the new public access. Mm Mm-hmm. I kind of miss public access TV. God, like, I would no. never watch it. <laughs> but I like knowing that it was there. Yeah. Late at night, like, the what would pass for softcore pornography. And just the shitty, terrible shows. Just low production like you've never seen before.
0: Yeah. Those are the days. I mean, I kind of, like... So, This that's a part of the reason I like shit like this movie. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, it really just harkens back to a time... When, I don't know, expectations were lowered, maybe. Can you imagine going to the theater, shelling out money to see this? Like, I would leave so bummed. (laughs) And I mean, movies were like two, three dollars tops at that time. But I'd still be like, fuck. I mean, that
1: was a lot of money back in the day. I mean, not a lot of money, but comparable, I'm sure. Maybe
0: I wasn't upset about the money, but I'd definitely be upset about my time. Time. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be like, I want my 90 minutes back. Yeah. It's a real bummer. And it ends with that that like stupid rainbow shot. Like, no, that that does not make up for a crummy movie.
1: Yeah, it at first I thought this was trying to be like sort of a, a Fritz the cat sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like this adult cartoon. But it kinda sways too far into like the kid realm. Like a lot of this is perfectly kid friendly. Like, or at least long stretches of it are. And, I don't know, maybe that's sort of what bogged it down is that it couldn't decide if it was trying to be, like, an adult rock and roll cartoon musical or if it was going to be, like, a kid's movie.
0: Yeah, and it's <sighs> – animation for adults can be a a cool idea, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I I like that idea a lot. I don't think I've ever seen it done successfully, though, because it just an ends up – An animated film for adults? Yeah. Ever? One that's really successful, yeah. South Park the Musical? I mean, is that for adults? Yeah.
1: (laughs) How is it not? It's for
0: teenagers. (laughs) Okay, all right, fine. (laughs) I do like that movie, though, too. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, even more so, like... Because you can play with form so much, I, I just don't see why... I mean, I guess like the triplets of Bellevue is, is more Belleville. Thank you, <laughs> not Bellevue. <laughs> That's a <laughs> the triplets of Redmond. <laughs> I don't want to get into my experience with the triplets of Bellevue, <laughs> but um, you know, I mean, it's it's stuff like that where I, I wish there was more of that because it seems like it could be a rich zone. It's hard to get out of this idea that. Because it's animated, it has to be for children. Mm. And you see a lot of this in, like, the late 70s, early 80s, where it was like, I know, we'll make it sexy and drugs and rock and roll. And so, like, that makes it adult. But it's like, you don't have to go that route either. Yeah. You can do adult themes, but use the medium to your advantage.
1: Do you feel that, like, Linkletter's rotoscope films are animation?
0: Sure. Okay. Uh, not A Scanner Darkly so much. But, uh, yeah, Waking Life is a good example of that. Okay. Where it's like, you can that is a good example of using animation to show different moods and just taking it to a different place you know and i just we just don't see a lot of that yeah it's a bummer because clearly these people were imaginative sadly they did it after the fact that they had already started like making something because i think like this could have been kind of cool. Yeah. You know? Oh, pa-
1: yeah. Oh, no, it totally could have.
0: On paper, it
1: sounds really cool. Once the votes were in for this, I went and watched the trailer. And I was like, oh,
0: no, I'm on board with this. Like, yeah, sign me up. Um, but it just
1: sucks. It just
0: sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it almost bankrupt the company, too, I, 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 I think I found. Oh, so, that would make I sense. I think I read yeah. that. Yeah, because everyone was like. Pfft. So
1: they had to cash in quick on all that Care Bears cash. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't know. It's a uh, yeah. It's a movie on on paper that I think sounds really great. It just uh, fails on all levels after that.
1: Yeah, it is too bad because I was I was rooting for this movie up until like minute four. <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts on the movie?
0: Uh I did have to buy this movie. Oh god, did you really? Yeah. I was really hoping for a pirated thing and then I just was like, you know, I need the like consistency. It's just it's worth it for me. But I now I own this and I can watch it anytime I I want. I would
1: love to go to a movie night at your house because it's gonna be like House of Versace (laughs) and Rock and Roll.
0: And you only live twice. (laughs) I'll bring the popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> Triple feature. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, anyway, Matt, what's what's coming up next week?
1: So next week, I'm going to be doing the final installment of my hard art series, oh, Exploration. Oh
0: my, are we already there?
1: Yeah, we're closing in on the end of the season. Okay. Um, so I, I have to pick a, a final film. So I've picked... The final film by famed Soviet director Andrei Tarkovsky, The Sacrifice. This is probably going to be the hardest, artiest movie that we've done on the podcast. Oh, my. Um, I don't know how we're going to talk about it. Okay. I don't know what you're going to think about it. I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to think about it, and I've seen it before. I see. Um, but I just feel like we haven't done something this like capital a arty like you know big in the true blue art house circuit type movie
0: okay um i have no idea i've never seen a tarkovsky film and i've never even heard of this movie so i don't know what to think
1: yeah it's one of those movies that i waited a while because i just i didn't think that like the notches in our belt were deep enough Mm -hmm. for it
0: did today's movie help (laughs)
1: and so it's almost why i did the whole season of hard art okay i chose this one last because i wanted to see if our teeth were, were sharp enough for it mm, okay so
0: well we'll see what happens
1: all right next week sacrifice excellent let's plug our junk go to our new website x it's got all of our stuff including our new quick and dirty segments where mm. we review movies that are new and relevant and important to the
0: zeitgeist. You could even go just to the theater and watch it yourself after you listen to one. Hopefully you do. Yeah. Unless we say it's shitty, in which case do it anyway and find out for yourself and let us know what you think. Yeah. And ways to do
1: that. Follow us at Twitter, uh, hashtag wazoo. It's the best way to, uh,
0: grab our attention. By the wazoo <laughs> you could also send us an email at X at gmail.com
1: you can always talk to us on Facebook at rated X movies anytime we post something we always love it when people comment or like or something
0: yeah <laughs> feel free to, to you know contribute to the conversation we love we love chatting with y'all I think that's it okay next week hard art there's gonna be no laughs in this room next week. Thank you for being game for this movie Matt. I I apologize.
1: I've seen worse just not for this podcast. <laughs> I see.
0: Fair enough. All right, well, we'll see you next week for The Sacrifice. Bye. Bye.